0: Ball sport. You want good words, data, language Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man.
1: I'm the MVP. Welcome into the Skinny On Sports on 98 1 FM, 1240 AM, KADS, the Sports Animal. Jared Atha hanging out with you, waiting on Aaron to come on in. He had to go get his coffee. The guys before us went a little early. We're just scrambling here. It's a Monday. It's a Monday version of the show as Aaron comes on in. I think with the rundown. I
2: Maybe. Maybe. I thought you were going to get coffee. That's... Where are we at now? No coffee. No coffee.
1: <laughs> no coffee was made.
2: No coffee. Without Sean here, we don't have coffee. Unfortunately, I forget from time to time. (laughs) Uh, No, anyhow, welcome. Monday morning, Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Not used to being able to go on it, you know, the proper time. Right at 9. scheduled time.
1: They usually go long. Not today. But I have a feeling when football really hits it hard, they're going to go a little bit longer at times, on Monday.
2: One would think.
1: And we're getting closer to that.
2: We are getting closer. We've got, uh, coming up on the show today, some golf stuff. Man, how awesome was Victor Hovland yesterday? Just incredible, back nine, shooting 28, reeling in. The number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, to win the second of the third leg of the playoffs. So the tour championship up and down in Atlanta coming up this weekend, Uh, but that was just an awesome round of golf to watch. And he was, man, it it was so weird because it seemed like Scheffler was in cruise control, and then he wasn't. Then all of a sudden there was just nothing you could do about it Uh, with a 61 course record, 7-under on the back nine. It was great, just a, a great performance by Victor Hovland. And now all of a sudden, you know, you think back to Whistling Straits a couple years ago, the Ryder Cup, in which the Americans just absolutely dominated. And it seemed as if that tide was turning and and the, the Americans were going to start getting the better of, of Europe. I'd say not so fast with uh, with the way that, that that Victor Hovland has come along and, and maybe some of the guys in the USA camp not at the level that they were a couple of years ago, so I don't I don't know if that's really the case or not, but we'll get Ryder Cup picks what next week after the Tour Championship, and so that's getting close to, to figuring out what the what the twelve uh, person teams will look like for both sides. So we got that uh, the U.S. Amateur. I got news for you, Jared. When you do something only Tiger Woods has done in golf, that's pretty good. And that's what we saw this week. We'll tell you what that is. Uh, we got some scrimmage notes from Elk City and El Reno. Talk a little bit about that from Friday night. Also, game time for this Friday, week zero, down in Altus, has changed due to the heat. So we'll tell you what that is. It's probably that's, pretty smart. Yeah, will tell you. I mean, from what we saw
1: from from based on Friday, last Friday. Woo!
2: It was uh, it was hot. Obviously, I've never so, done
1: a broadcast without my shirt, but I was really thinking about
2: <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that there will be little AC, little AC, in the uh,
1: maybe a little breeze. There's not even a breeze, barely a breeze Friday
2: night. No, barely. It was hot. Is that is that High Tower Stadium down there? Oh man, that, you know I. It, I'm pretty sure it is.
1: I looked this up. In preparation for the uh, graphics department and everything, I, I forgot what it was.
2: I think it's Hightower. Yeah, Hightower Memorial Stadium in Altus, go. Oklahoma. Good
1: job. It's like a trivia
2: question. Thought I remembered that. It's one of those WPA projects from back in the day.
1: Yep, and it it has that feeling, doesn't? Like when you, yeah, I love those. By the way, you know what they are? Those bridges and buildings and. In this case, stadiums. Yeah.
2: 1941.
1: That's cool. That is cool.
2: It was built from using rock from the Creta Hills.
1: Is this a Wikipedia entry that you're looking at?
2: I just... How do
1: you you just know this?
2: Sometimes you just know stuff. No,
1: no, no. You don't know this.
2: You're reading it. From the Altus Public Schools website. Oh,
1: very good. That's cool. Yeah, so... um, We'll have plenty of time to get down there and get some some Whataburger. <laughs> right? We could probably leave right at 5 and be okay.
2: Yeah, so uh, we'll I'm tell anxious, you that. though. I'm anxious. I'll tell you about uh, kind of what we thought about the scrimmage uh, for the Elks and some things uh, that were good, some things that weren't not so good, and look ahead to what's coming up on Friday night. 225 is the phone or the text line. That is 225 Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of these things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside of the listening area one of these days and you want to stay in touch with the show, easy. Log on to KADSAM.com. Download the Paragon app if you'd like to do that. It's free. It's got everything. Radio. It's got the Penny News, and it's got Big Elk and Paragon TV.
1: I'll see what I can do. Will.
2: Hmm. Anyhow, so uh, most of the time you can use the app. It'll be right there at your fingertips, and of course, like I mentioned, uh, for Friday night, if you can't make it down to Altus, you can you can uh, use the app to watch. On Big Elk TV and of course skinny on sports podcast is available each and every day if you miss a show entirely you can go back and check it out or if you got to get out of the truck and you wanted to hear something we had to say and just didn't quit weren't able to do it easy peasy just find it everywhere that other podcasts are and uh, you can go back and listen that way how are you Jared I'm good how was your weekend
1: hot I'm not telling anything you don't know
2: how's yours it was fine we had people over, did a bunch of swimming on Saturday, then did a bunch of laying around yesterday. Yeah, I
1: saw some pictures. Looked like he had fun.
2: My nieces had never been there. Oh boy! So they got to hang out. Made some chicken and ribs. My sister made some delicious stuffed mushrooms. Stuffed it with like kind of with the uh, spinach and artichoke dip. Mm. That is good stuff. They were good. My mom made some potatoes, some homemade ice cream. It was just, uh, it was fun. We had a good time. The meat was good. Everything was good. Everything was really, really good. My wife made this fiesta dip that we came across when we went to Alva. Fiesta
1: dip? Yep. Well, what is in that?
2: I don't know. <laughs> she made it, not me.
1: <laughs> well, next time I see her, I'll ask her what she put in there.
2: It is, um, we discovered that it seems like up there, it was you were dipping like Ruffles or Lay's, maybe tortilla chips. Yeah. We bought some Fritos. We thought, you know what? Maybe Fritos, the corn chips, maybe that'll work for this. And it seemed to go off without a hit. I mean, just a, a total hit with the Fritos.
1: That sounds good. <clears throat> so, and sounds she always makes
2: her black bean and corn dip, which is one that people like. So, yeah, we had a good time homemade ice cream that was the first of that i've had all summer long
1: well that's good homemade ice cream's the
2: best strawberry just, banana yeah what kind strawberry, strawberry banana. banana Yep.
1: that's a good combo
2: butterfinger is n- a normal choice yeah but with allergies no well, of course why it's allergies yeah. had to go with the strawberry banana cool it was good
1: we did uh on saturday night you know i bought this pizza maker grill, combo thing. So we made homemade pizzas, made the dough and all that stuff. And that turned out really well. It smelled like a pizza restaurant in my backyard. the pizzeria. <laughs> so once the sun went down and made pizza and watch the Dallas game because it was a late kickoff, once the sun went down, it was actually not too bad. But the pizza, man, I I, would, I enjoyed that a lot. I was real worried, like, am I doing this right? Is it going to stick on the pizza stone? And we made sure it didn't. And then after, because Katie had a friend over, so each one made their own pizza. And about the third one in, it's you can start to smell, it's like, oh, this is, it smells like, it smells like a pizza joint here. It's pretty fun. Good stuff too, it was fun. I'm, now I'm going to learn how to do like a calzone or something, you know, and do that in that pizza oven. But no, it was a pretty uneventful weekend. Got the mow again and uh, practiced yesterday. That was brutal with the heat. But that's about it. And, of course, the scrimmage on Friday night.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that. So Oak uh, City went over to El Reno to be the only scrimmage. There's two weeks worth of scrimmaging, but the Elks will play a real game on Friday in week zero. By the way, let's get that out of the way. Um, The game down in Altus originally scheduled for 7 o'clock on Friday night. That has been pushed back to 8 o'clock. So an 8 o'clock kick between the Elks and the Altus Bulldogs coming up on Friday night due to extreme heat that's supposed to be kind of hanging around for at least another week here in the state of Oklahoma. And as you know, if it's 101 here, you can probably book on about 105 to 108 there. <clears throat> it's weird but and that's not, not that far away it's
1: not taking into account the heat index. and then of course the heat index yeah. so uh,
2: there'll be an eight o'clock kick between the elks and the altus bulldogs coming up on friday night so that has been changed they have moved that back an hour uh, with hopes of like you said the sun starts going down a little closer to eight thirty now and hopefully you know that'll cool things off as much as it can uh, because like you said, it was brutal on Friday, up in El Reno, with the heat and the humidity and the lack of wind, it was just, whew, it was like being in a sauna. Um, man, I thought that uh, El Reno came out.
1: Again, I just looked it up.
2: Altus Friday, yeah, one hundred and six. Yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, it's going to be hot, and so trying to trying to get
1: this. Yeah. This is listen. This is important to, for player safety. That's what it ultimately is. It's got to take care of these kids because that stuff is not. It is dangerous stuff. We kind of got witness to that Friday night, and, you know, I'm okay with this. I'd rather stay out late Friday night and play under the Friday night lights and not under the the sun. So I'm I'm good with this. This is a good idea.
2: Uh, This Friday, or last Friday, I guess, uh, up in El Reno, I thought El Reno was way, way more aggressive, especially in the early going. Um, so here, kind of the, the schedule of events, the way they played out was each team ran 10 plays, at least with the varsity. Each team ran 10 plays of offense. Uh, then the JV guys and the ninth graders got out there. Then when they, when the uh, varsity came back, they ran eight plays apiece. Then they had a JV in ninth grade period again. And then the last two um, kind of sets was Oak City got the ball at the, at the uh, El Reno 40, and tried to make a drive in. Then El Reno got it, and then uh, they took a little break, and then the same thing happened again. Uh, For sure, in the first two periods, uh, and really the first three before that last set of drives, it just seemed like uh, El Reno was much more physical. They were much more into it. I thought the Elks were kind of flat. And I don't know if that's emotional or if that's just because there's new guys out there that haven't been – in that situation yet and so you know maybe the maybe the emotion of it wasn't as as different as it looked between the two teams because one was comfortable with what was happening the other one was thinking and try to figure out what you know where to be what to do and that kind of slows everything down um but i did think the elks as it wore on got more into it got more comfortable Uh, some guys just there, there was a bunch of guys that you haven't seen a ton of you know names just because you know either spot duty or mm-hmm. or in some some mop up situations a year ago, but now you, you're hear, you're here you're going to hear these names from the very beginning and I, I think there's just going to be there's flat out going to be some growing pains um, on both sides of the ball I think uh, with what Elk City's got coming back or the lack thereof the talent I think is there uh, this will be a team I, I believe that when you watch the uh, Altus game this Friday and then you tune in or, or to watch the John Marshall game at the end of the season, the last regular season game, I think you'll kind of be looking around going, man, I can't believe that's the same team. Just as guys figure it out, the light bulb goes on for some different players at different positions that just haven't been out there. Uh, but, you know, uh, it did get better as it went on. The Elks scored there on their last possession of the game and then got a stop on fourth and one. Alonzo Gino made a tackle in the backfield. Uh, to To hold out or hold El Reno, excuse me, from from a first down there on like fourth and one. So, there was some good signs, uh, but I think overall, you just it's going to be it's going to take a little bit, and I think that's just going to be the story of this season, is how much improvement can be made by the time the games really start to count, and by the time you, you get rolling into to what you hope is another playoff berth.
1: And if you went into this. That's something you always have to tell yourself. I mean, here I am. I've been watching football forever, and it's easy to get excited about a scrimmage because it's the first time you're popping pads against an opponent and not your own team and and all this. So as a fan, if you're going into this thinking, this is what we're going to expect all season long, it's not. We we barely saw any of the playbook on both sides. And like I'm with you, there's going to be some growing pains involved because there are going to be some roles that need to be filled, but – and and I'm with you, we're gonna see that grow that that growth throughout the season uh going in. And and Coach Maynard will tell you, he said, listen, the, these, you know, Altus and Canadian and, and Carl Albert, Bridge Creek, that these are games that are getting us ready for district. So it's that's when I'm anxious to see obviously Friday night and, and but even then I'm like thinking, we're not gonna see the entire playbook. But I want to see these guys get some reps, see what they can give us later when in the season when we're competing for a district title, hopefully. So, but I, I was pleased with la- or last Friday night. We saw some things that we did expect, like you know Garberino with that nice run for the touchdown. Um, you know the defensive stuff you mentioned, Gino. Uh, there was stuff I expected to see, and they stood out. You know they they did what I expected them to see, and I'm anxious to see because those are what we expected. Now I'm anxious to see who's going to step up. You know, quarterback. Who you know, stuff like that. Wide receiver. Who's going to step up and and come become that next thing? Okay, that guy's filling that void. He's the guy. He's the dude. I'm looking forward to him the rest of the year. We might see flashes of that between now and the first district game.
2: Yeah, and, and I think that another thing that you you, can, you kind of forget a little bit until some of those guys aren't there is just okay, who's not not only the roles on the field physically playing the game, but also the mental side of it, the leadership side of replacing some of those guys. You know, when when you watched on Big Elk TV for the last couple of years, those names that you heard for years and years have now moved on. You know, you don't have Mason. You don't have Corey from two years ago. You know, last year you don't have Sammy or, or Levy or whoever else it might be uh, that, that was – Right there in filling that void, uh, the leadership roles, I think, is another thing that's going to take a little bit to figure out who that is and and kind of get things going the way that you want them to go, right? And so, there's just a lot of, you, you kind of forget, I think, just a little bit on some of those things you, because you're just so so used to seeing certain guys. Mm-hmm. And then when they're gone, uh, you, you 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 immediately think about the the playing part of it, right? And okay, who's gonna who's gonna make those tackles that Sammy would make, right? But you may forget about okay, what about him leading that that team? And and I, I thought you saw some guys attempting to do that. You know, you're gonna have to. It's just there's new guys and new places, and you know, somebody. And I think Garbarino's is probably the the one that you would come to mind first, especially on the defensive side with playing back in the you know at that safety spot making sure everybody's lined up making sure everybody kind of knows what's going on and on you know play in play out and so those are the things that I think you'll you'll see as this team grows those things will become more apparent Um, and and I, I even think you saw it a little bit in progress from the first defensive plays till that fourth down stop at the end I think you saw guys kind of get out there against other people. Oh, this is faster than I thought. Catch up, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I can do this. You know, I, I thought defensively, especially defensively, you saw from the first ten plays till that last drive a, a drastic difference mm-hmm. in the speed with which the, the Elks were playing defensively.
1: Yeah, I I also enjoyed the uh, competitive nature that they brought it's easy to not get up for a scrimmage but I af, you know that those those 40-yard drives for both teams you saw some some extra hits you saw some extra stuff happening after the whistle and that's football you know I mean I get it it's football there's there's and it was hot and tempers were flared up and but I enjoyed you know that that tells me you got a team that's wanting to go out wanting to compete wanting to hit wanting to Make the right plays. Not liking it if they gave up like a five yard gain or something like that. Or if they felt like they were blocked in the back and they took exception to it, stuff like that. I mean, I, I, it's easy. Just well, whatever. It's a scrimmage. Whatever. They didn't really. I didn't see that. I so, that I. I mean, that comes from the coaching. You know, they the keeping them keeping that edge on them, keeping that competitiveness, uh, that drive in them. And and I, I I really enjoyed seeing that too on Friday night.
2: Yeah, and that, that's something that I think it's, it's going to have to continue to to evolve and improve, uh, so that it doesn't take that long to get into the fight. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it just I, I think if there's one thing that a little bit disappointing was that how long it took. Or it seemed like the Elks to just go ahead. Okay, engage. Mm-hmm. You know they're rubbing your nose in it. How long are you gonna let them do it?
1: Well, I think that again, type deal goes back to the coaching. Yeah, Br- brought them over. And go, you guys here to work? or you guys here just mm-hmm. to go through the motions? And that I think it lit a fire.
2: Yeah, I think Scott's right. Sometimes you just get have to get hit in the mouth for that yeah. switch to come on. And yep. I think you know with as hot as it was, there's there are no excuses. But I think that took probably longer than than what they would like to have seen. Uh, from a coaching perspective. Schedule-wise, uh, we talked about this a bunch during during the scrimmage. I think the schedule is really beneficial, especially in the non-district, right, the way it sets up. You know, you're going to have what I what, what most people think is going to be a much improved Altus team. Coach Reed is back. He was the guy that was at the helm uh, when the Bulldogs were were competing for and winning a state title uh, back in the early part or the middle part of the 2010 2010s decade Uh, so he's back how fast can he turn them around to getting where they were Uh, you you know you have a hard time believing it would be this quick but I think we're going to see definite improvement uh, from Altus so that'll be a tough challenge going down there uh, in that in that stadium then you get Bridge Creek and then all of a sudden you know Canadian and Carl Albert back to back it's kind of I think it's going to be just a gradual have to step up, right? I mean, I think I think it the the way it would be exactly like that if these first two were switched. I think Altus is going to be a better team than Bridge Creek, quite honest. But you know, outside of that, though, you're still, you're just going to see kind of a you know. And then by the time by the time you play these first two, that third week when you go out to the Panhandle of Texas, it's going to get serious with the opponents and and the ability that those last two teams have leading into the off week, which then uh, you start district play with Clinton.
1: Kind of. We mentioned it last year. I've lost count because Carl Albert won the title last year. You know The total amount of titles between Canadian, Carl Albert, of course, Clinton. It's through the roof, and that, that means the competitiveness is going to be awesome. You want that. I mean, you want it to make you a better team. I think it reflected last year and even the year before. So this is the games you want. Most people look at non-district play and go, "Well, these should be cakewalks." It's they're non-district, but I love that. I love the scheduling. I really, really do. Uh, it's it's it comes from, and, and I love the mix. You know the styles that we're going to right. going, go up against. You know, Altus
2: is I assume back to what
1: back to that kind viewer, of what we that, do. that running yeah. stuff, and then we know Canadian. They're going to whip it all around around the field, Texas Tech style. And Carl Albert, they're kind of a more of a, what would you say, more of a traditional pro form, kind of like a D1 yeah, college yeah, almost. Yeah, pro style. Yeah, pro yeah. style. Then Clinton with the, with the, you know, they do a lot of variations, but they always stick with the sweep, the I-formation sweep. But I like all of that. I like all of what we're seeing because it, it prepares you better down the road. It's not just the same style. So it's great scheduling, great scheduling to go get those guys.
2: Uh no Canadian would be three A. They're three A out in Texas. And usually they end up in three A Division II, which is is even the smaller Texas schools. Uh Altus's shotgun spread team now. I just got that text from somebody that will know. Really? Yeah. So that'll be a that is something else. A different challenge for hmm. sure than what uh but I think at the end of the day. What Friday last Friday is doing in these first four weeks is getting young guys building depth and getting them ready to play for when the games start counting and that's over at the Tornado Bowl in Clinton for the district play you know sure do you want to go 4-0 win every one of these games and make an unbelievably huge statement in that game four absolutely But even if you go 4-0 in those non-district games, does it guarantee you anything come playoff time? No. And vice versa, if you lose them all, does it mean you can't make the playoffs? No. And and so I think that, yeah, you want to come out on top because you're competing and, you know, they keep score, obviously. But at the end of the day, getting these guys ready, the ones that need to be ready, the ones that, you know, just getting reps after reps after reps and getting more comfortable – and what's going on, and and the speed of the game, and how much different it has been than what these guys have seen uh, in in some new spots. That's the most important part uh, of what's going to happen over the next four weeks. And it starts in Altus Friday night at
0: 8.
1: You know, everyone looks around. Obviously, looking. I didn't really concern myself with it until Daniel brought it up. God, at that point, it was like Saturday morning. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, how the other scrimmages went, he he went in. And, you know, there's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to go back and watch Weatherford out this because two common opponents right there, one non district opener and the other one uh, in district play. Um, so he gave us notes on that one. I've I can't find anything. What happened with Clinton and Newcastle? No clue. I'm sure people would be asking us, and there's my answer. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see, but I didn't know about the Altus, uh changing up their offense. Shotgun, throw it around.
2: Yeah, I'll kind start of, watching some of that.
1: Kind of disappointed me. I I'll start want, watching some I of kinda that kinda today.
2: Actually, with access to some of the scrimmage notes, and yeah, we'll have a lot have all week, but we'll have a better idea of exactly what's kind of what it looked hey, like. But
1: the problem is, sure, you're watching a scrimmage, but is that what you're going to get on right. Friday night? or in week whatever when we yeah. play Clinton and You know, I mean, it is isn't
0: totally different yeah.
2: – You're never really going to know until no. the bullets start flying for real. Yeah. We'll be back. Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal.
0: It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garberino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, Touchdown, Big outs Cooper Garberino, 77 yards.
2: We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it.
0: Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin snaps. Turn, hand off to win. Jaden piles touchdown. toward, it's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white-clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks, Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. Are you crying? you crying skinny on sports there's no
2: crying in baseball welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal hanging out on a monday morning hey don't forget western oklahoma realty college Pick'em. it does not start this weekend with week zero games in college football it starts labor day weekend but it's all year long from opening weekend through conference championship, excuse me, weekend. And we got an awesome prize pack. Winner will receive $400. Second place will get $200. 3rd place will get 100 And then whoever manages to pick every game and have the worst record will also get $100. Because it's just as hard to get them all right as it is to get them all wrong. And you can try it. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe somebody's goal will be to try to get them all wrong from the very <laughs> and it beginning. It will work.
1: You'll still get. You'll some figure right. out
2: just exactly how hard it is to either get them all wrong or get them all right.
1: You want my advice on how to how to how to do really bad in this thing? Pick as early as you can and just shoot from the hip don't even do any homework on it if one looks like a surefire pick pick it because then it'll be wrong (laughs) that's what happens to me every year
2: i wonder if someone will try to uh, just try to miss them on purpose i hope not sometimes you got to know your lane to be in jared
1: I'm counting. I'm counting how many we got. Did you do that?
2: Well, there's an, it tells you. Oh, my goodness. It says group size 45.
1: Oh, well, duh. It's right there. That's pretty good. It's right good. there.
2: Let's go. I good. thought we would get closer to 100. Everybody may be waiting, thinking they got some sort of advantage to sign up later on. Western Oklahoma Realty College. Pick them. Thinking you to Tyler, Robbie, all the gang at Western Oklahoma Realty. People before property is their motto. uh let's see jared what uh what what caught your eye over the weekend anything
1: we mentioned hovland we hovland was awesome my phone was blowing up as that was taking place
2: that was one of the best rounds you'll ever see i mean just lit the the back nine especially on fire He had 12 threes on his scorecard. It's hard for that number to get very high. You know, that final number you write down at the end? If you've got 12 threes. Right. I think he made a three. He he, eight of them on the back nine. The only four he had was a birdie on a par five instead of an eagle. Outside of that, he made a three on every other hole. It's incredible. Now... You know he's
1: doing this, but I, man, I mean, I want to see it translate into a major.
2: He's been close.
1: He's been really close. He's been, you know, we've we've ripped him about his his chipping. That's and, gotten and way better. It's gotten better. He's dropping him in there better. So I'm um, I want to see it translate into that. We'll see. Anyone else outside of Hovland stand out to you? You know, he, Didn't I see Ricky was doing some things?
2: He was up. He ended up like middle of the pack, maybe. Um, I, I Scheffler is just such. It is just crazy how well that dude hits it, and how poorly at times he could putt. I actually thought he putted way better than he has been but then you see you know he has a ch- he has a chance to to on 15 the par 5 he got lucky on a, a poor tee shot that kind of hit a limb and now it's in the fairway he was hit it way up there by the green that those guys on the on the broadcast were just thinking he was going to lay it up next thing you know he hammers it down there and he's you know what 30 yards off the front of the green or whatever it was and you know, didn't hit the best chip, and then that's where the putter started going sideways. And I, it was a perfect time. If you want to play into the, you know, as pressure mounts, the stroke starts to get bulky. Because fifteen, he had a chance from you know after a poor chip, what fifteen feet missed. Sixteen, the par three, he hit it in there to about eight feet, missed. Seventeen, he misses a, what a five footer for par that essentially ended the tournament because at that point, then he and Fitzpatrick were going to have to make twos from the fair, make it from the fairway to tie, you know. And eighteen, you know, by that time the the tournament was over, but it w- it was kind of interesting to me that during the day yesterday as he was building that two-shot lead he looked great he looked great with the putter but then when when victor started making that run and narrowing the gap and that's when all of a sudden how we've seen scotty scheffler putt all year long and kind of came back And you look at his his ball striking stats. If he if he could just put average, like tour average for the week, tournament average for the week, Mm -hmm. he would have won about eight times. Yeah. But those are the. I mean, Hovland, man. He looks really good. You know, coming out of OSU as the USAM champ, there was a lot of expectations of him kind of doing what he's started to do now you know he came out went through a little lull where it's like oh man what's wrong with victor now here he's you know got his thing got everything back in shape and you know you, you see this from time to time i think with these guys especially the guys that have a glaring weakness like he did with the short game and they spend so much time working on that to try to you know raise that level that some other things suffer and maybe that was part of you know that little bit of a lull in his career because he was working so hard to figure out how to chip, how to pitch, how to get that part of his game back or get it to a level that it ought to be with a guy that can play like that, a guy that can ball strike like that. Mm-hmm. That then it kind of the other parts of the game had suffered. There's just not enough time and you know there's just not enough time, right? Right. And so that could be a part of, of what we saw. And now that he feels more comfortable with the things that he changed around the greens, he's back to his normal practice routine, and all of a sudden now you see him leading the field and driving accuracy for the week. And with the way that that guy can hit it, if, if he's able to the few times that he's a little offline, then turn those into pars instead of losing ground every time he misses the green, he hits it good enough to where it's going to be hard to beat him. And I think that's what we're starting to see, uh, he, him turn that turn his game and kind of blossom into the player that most people thought he could be when he came out of OSU. But man, he was he was really good yesterday. And when you look, you think ahead to what's coming with the Ryder Cup, it looks so much more promising for the Europeans right now than I ever would have thought it could after the after whistling straights two years ago i mean that was a beat down the americans had all these bullets in their chamber with young guys playing so well and even you know and there was a handful of them that weren't even there right i mean you're just like oh my gosh this is going to be you know the u.s is about to start a pretty good run fast forward two years and you know Will Justin Thomas even make the team? I think the live stuff hurts the Americans more than what it hurts the Europeans because you think about Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, who fell out of the top six, so he's not automatic. Does that mean mm, yeah, that Zach right. Johnson will choose not to pick him because he's not – you know what I'm saying? But yeah. that, you, you think about those four guys at the last Ryder Cup were the guys – were. were four of the guys making the difference and now you may you may not see any of those guys on this team for for whatever different circumstance Patrick Reed's another one that has become a a guarantee for the American side he's on live you just don't know and I would imagine I think Kepka's gonna get to go I think he is you know, the PGA of America is kind of the partner on the Ryder Cup. So are they really not going to have their champion on the team? Or will it be the PGA Tour that gets the final say? And that which means probably not. I don't know. What do you think? You think, Do you think Kepka's in? I'd put him in. Well, I know you would, but do you think they will?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I think he's too good to keep out, despite where he, where he fell over the weekend. I think they put him in. Do you?
2: I think so. Would you? Oh, I would. Okay, A million percent. I think that I think they will because he because he did win the PGA and the PGA of America is so intertwined with the Ryder Cup. I think they'll want their no matter what the PGA Tour wants. I think that the PGA of America will get their way and their champion will be there, and it'll make the team better. Um, Another guy that I think it's going to be hard to keep off, but he might get kept off, is Bryson. Bryson's played great, and and he's such an asset in a lot of ways in that team golf, but does anybody like him? You know, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, you look at the you look at the Ryder the Ryder Cup guys on the European side even yesterday. You know, Fitzpatrick I don't know if you saw what he told Victor Hovland, what yeah. he called him. We can't say it, but you know, just a little jab at him. I mean, but it was playful like, "Way to go, dude, you little S." You know, cuz he came, you know, roaring back and and, and overcame that deficit. Yeah, but there there seems like there's so much more camaraderie always has seemed like this on that side than there is in the American side. And that's what's so, I think, disappointing because it did feel like the Americans had that in the last Ryder Cup. Like, everybody was pulling on the same rope and you had guys that were buddies playing well together. And now you don't, I don't know, it feels like that's all been kind of fractured with the way that the live stuff has happened. So I I bet Kepka's there. I would bet against Shambo being there, even though I think he probably should. And then outside of that... I don't know if you're going to see anybody, anybody else in serious consideration from the live side of things, at least for the Americans. And then on the other side, what about Sergio? Sergio has been causing a bit of a stink about how he should be there and he's not, you know, he hadn't played very well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess he tried to make Luke Donald guarantee him a spot six months ago and Luke Donald's like, I can't do that. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? And Sergio, as in true Sergio fashion, is being a giant baby about it. I don't know. Wow. Maybe I've the, missed that. Maybe, I Sergio, maybe Sergio can take down the Europeans easier than the American team yeah, can.
1: Yeah. If I'm an American, I want him on the team, right? I do. Uh, on, yeah. Exactly. Very
0: beatable,
2: but he's one of those guys. Doesn't matter how bad he's playing. There's a, an Ian Poulter's another one. Even though Poulter played great this weekend, it's like it doesn't seem to matter how bad they are. All for two straight years, they can be awful, and once the Ryder Cup, you put a tee in the ground, it's like Poulter's eyes bug out even further than normal, and he just becomes this putting machine that takes down the entire team. It's crazy. <laughs> And Sergio's been that way too. He's been really, really, really good. Um, in those Ryder Cup situations, is is Sergio the biggest crybaby in golf for 15 years? Yes. I don't think anybody even rivals. Nobody's even close. All right, let's take a break. I'm
1: trying to think of anyone, known to that level. We've we've had some crybabies.
2: Colin Montgomery, but he he was like the 15 years prior.
0: Fat Pat. He doesn't cry. He just cheats.
2: <laughs> He's just a big, yeah. giant cheater.
0: I was giving you an opportunity to rip him. I know yeah. you can't stand oh. to the guy. <laughs> we'll be back. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garberino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big outs Cooper Garberino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the
2: air before you know it.
0: Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, hand off to win. Jaden Piles touchdown. toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white-clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. Skinny on Sports.
2: Here we go. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Don't forget, uh, the breaking news of the day is Friday night's football game between Elk City and Altus will be moved back an hour. The start time is moved back an hour because of the extreme heat that has been predicted all week here in the state of Oklahoma. So that will be an 8 o'clock kick, 8 p.m. kick for the Big Elks. And the Altus Bulldogs coming up on Friday night.
1: Does, does Altus have turf? They, I don't think they did yes. when we were there last.
2: Yes, I believe they do.
1: Did they go back? Did they go to turf? Yes. Well, that's another big reason why to change it.
2: Looking at these, looking at these um,
1: pictures of their stadium and stuff.
2: Yeah, pictures of Hightower Stadium. Well, now I'm. I believe they do. Mm-hmm. Here's one. just don't know how... No, that's grass there. This looks like turf. Oh, we, but that's Bulldogs. Oh, it's in Springdale. Different different stadium. Oh. It looked... This, Where was the this Weatherford picture, Altus
1: scrimmage at?
2: I think it was at Weatherford. Oh, okay. Because I think it was in Altus last year.
1: Gotcha. It, it looks like that...
2: grass. It definitely looks like grass.
1: I went to like Google Maps. You, know, you could do the satellite mm-hmm. aerial, and it was... It was grass, but that doesn't mean that they don't have turf now. Yeah.
2: But it's just hard to tell how long ago these were. But, yeah, there's definitely grass in some of these in the yeah. pictures I'm looking well, it's at. It's
1: actually kind of a relief because that turf makes it less hot, you think. Pretty dang hot.
2: Well, was what did Daniel say? He shot the turf Friday night. Is what, 125?
1: Yeah. I, I believe it. I believe it.
2: Wyatt said it was hot. Oh, I bet he. He said, man, it was hotter than, like, baseball. Like, well, you got a whole bunch of more stuff on yeah, in you baseball. Yeah,
1: pads and a helmet. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're doing this again. Very glad.
2: Yeah, so 8 o'clock. That means, what, 7.15 maybe for the pregame? Yeah. 7.15 pregame ahead of that 8 o'clock kick for the Elks. And we'll call ahead if Altus. they do not
1: have AC. I very well could buy a little portable AC unit. <laughs> I mean, last Friday. Or I can go topless if no one's offended.
2: We were there la- last time we were there. They had AC. They had AC.
1: I can't remember. I remember ha- getting in trouble getting on air. But that was, what, four or five years ago. That wasn't their fault, but I, I can't remember. And yeah. They did have a bathroom there in the in the press box. That's a whole
2: bunch of rooms yeah. in that press box. Yeah.
1: It was a nice little press box.
2: Whole bunch. So, anyhow, that'll be eight o'clock. Eight o'clock kick for the Oaks and Altus. Okay, here's uh, I mentioned when you do something that only Tiger Woods has done.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. What is it?
2: Do you know what it is? No. So Nick Dunlap won the U.S. Amateur at Cherry Hills yesterday. He beat Neil Shipley four and three. Uh, Dunlap plays at Alabama. Nineteen years old. He joins Tiger Woods as the only players ever to win the junior amateur and the U.S. amateur. So he won the U.S. junior, and now he's won the U.S. am. It's pretty good. Only he and Tiger. You know the difference between he and Tiger?
1: Besides their bank account, I don't know. Tiger
2: won three straight U.S. juniors and then followed up with three straight U.S. amateurs. This guy just won one of each. Yeah. But still, when you're the only guy – Other than Tiger Woods to do something in the game of golf, that's pretty incredible. And you know what? He started out, he was like five over through seven holes in his first round of stroke play. To even get to the match play bracket, he turned that thing around that quick and then uh, beat Gordon Sargent in the first round, which could have been Gordon Sargent's number one amateur in the world. That could have easily been the final. You know, a lot of people were fired up about that match. Mm -hmm. And there he went. Carried himself all the way through. So uh, Nick Dunlap is US amateur, amateur champ. He and Tiger only wants to do that. Okay, here I'm I've been thinking about how to set this game up that me that you and I are going to play. Game. Yeah, we're going to play a game with picking conference championship winners in college football. In
1: college football, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to kind of let's talk it through here on the the template of it so i want to i want us to have i, I can't decide if we need to have a hundred bucks total or just a hundred bucks per conference i'm really kind of leaning toward a hundred bucks total for the five power five conferences that doesn't mean you have to spend your 20 bucks each so based each on conference. confidence is what you're saying well it's going to be based on the odds. Ah. So what you're going, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the conference title odds for each conference, okay. and then you can decide. I mean, if you have an extreme amount of confidence that, say, Texas is going to win the Big Twelve, and they're two to one, well, you can bet your hundred bucks all on Texas, and you can end up with two hundred bucks at the end. I got you. If you're not as confident about that, and say you want to move it around, but take you like somebody kind of out of the pack and somebody in, in one of these conferences that have better odds, say you're not totally sure, but eh, it's worth ten bucks on somebody that's eight to one or what have you. Right. Then maybe you can fire some money there. And so I, I, that's I think that's how I want to do it. That, the only thing that concerns me is if you like one team and you just bet all your hundred, well then you're not going to talk about the rest of the conferences. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I liked. I'd rather us have the freedom to do such a thing, and then we can, you know, we could discuss the okay. rest.
1: I'm a horrible gambler, but I can. I think I can follow along here. Are we doing this now, or are we just? We're not going to you know, do it right I, now. I to, We're going to have time. I don't this. even know what
2: the odds are. I haven't seen them.
1: All the the Power Fives. Power Fives. Gotcha.
2: So we'll do ACC. Big ten, big twelve, pac twelve, and the SEC. That's what we'll do. Gotcha. And you'll have a hundred dollars to divvy up however you want to, and everybody out there can play as well. You know, for instance, if you look up and you see Northwestern, two and ten last year, brand new coach. Man, I feel good about them at forty to one. You can you can divvy out some of your money that way. We'll use uh, we'll use an agreed upon site. That way, we both have the same. You know, we're looking at the same odds. Same odds, yeah. Yeah, because we want to do that. We want to look at the same odds, and then we'll just we'll write it down, and then at the end, we'll see how much of that. See what you what you did with that hundred. And that'll be who wins. Okay. Anything else from the weekend? Uh, the NFL? Another week worth of uh, preseason I mean, games?
1: Not really. Um, watch Dallas. They, you know, I mean, they're not playing Dak. They're not playing any of the Stars for a second week in a row. So it is what it is. Um, really only one I really paid attention to other than, what was the game right before it? Uh, losing my I can't think Uh, you know the guy is standing out for me anyways where'd that go and I know he's not going to be the starting quarterback but he's had a nice couple of preseason games Um, Thompson Robinson DTR over at uh, at, uh, Cleveland Um, solid guy Um, he's played nice they tied the Eagles over the weekend well, it's a preseason. It is what it is. I'm not too excited about it. I will pay attention tonight to the Ravens-Commanders game because I want to see if, uh, <laughs> Ravens if the Ravens will lose. <laughs> I'll be rooting for Washington in that one just to see the Ravens lose a preseason game so we can stop pretending it's a thing. <laughs> they don't get a medal for it. There's no trophy for having a winning streak in preseason.
2: 24 in a row. It's still pretty crazy. Oh,
1: That's amazing. Wow. Preseason games. Um. No, nah, I mean preseason doesn't excite. I mean, it get it's a it's a very, it's an appetizer that hardly, hardly fills you up before the main course. You know, it seems it it is what it is.
2: It seems like this year, more than any other year I can think of. So, like these teams are using those joint practices as their real work mm-hmm. for their real guys. Which almost makes the preseason games themselves even more of a—it's—it's it's not a tune-up for the better players; it's an audition for the bottom of the roster. You know, yeah, which yeah. makes it even that much more or that much less entertaining in my mind, because you're not—you're not seeing what you think you might see in the regular season, mm-hmm. yeah, even as much as you did before. So. I don't know how much of a trend that is, if that's just a this-year thing, but I have a feeling that may become a little bit more of a trend where it's a a little bit more controlled in those practices than it is in a full-out preseason game. I I think that it doesn't eliminate, but it lessens the risk of injury a little bit more. And and At the end of the day, that's the goal of all of this, right? Is to get as much work done ahead of – the 10th of September with as little trouble injury trouble as possible
1: right right I the my favorite thing the last few years and for a lot of years for some a preseason is hard knocks um I've enjoyed the I've watched both episodes so far and that intrigues me he's like oh the jets are on well I might watch them a little bit because I've been watching hard knocks but I don't get excited when I see football on the screen. It's a preseason game. I'll watch it. Well, I'm like, I'm not. Whatever. Well, you it is know, what you... it is. I mean, when, when, like, Cowboys, I'm like, all right, Cowboys are on. It's 9 o'clock. I got nothing else to do. I'll watch this. But, you know, you're not seeing Dak. You're not seeing CD. You're not seeing Parsons. You're not seeing any of those guys. But you're watching the backups and. It is what it is.
2: Well, and used to, you could guarantee that third preseason game was kind of the dress rehearsal. The, the, the starters played the first half. A lot of times they would play the first drive of the third quarter just to kind of go through the halftime uh-huh. to get started back. And then, of course, the fourth game you'd see nobody. It's like these these joint practices have kind of taken the place of some of that. And you know I think we'll see a little bit of some of these guys this week. But not a lot. And would, oh, by you, the- would
1: you ever pay money to go to a preseason game? No, I wouldn't.
2: But at the same time, for the experience, it's the cheapest you'll ever get. It's the cheapest way to ever go watch an NFL game, or at least be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, whatever experience that could be. By the way, we buried the lead, Jared. I'm sure, you've been trying to avoid this topic
1: we got to go. It's 10 o'clock.
2: Sure, you've been trying to avoid this topic.
1: <laughs> I was hoping we would.
2: Yeah. What happened? Hey, what happened hey, in Arlington? They're
1: struggling. Rangers struggling. Swept by the Brewers. Lost four in a row now. Yeah. My
2: brew crew swept your Rangers. Hopefully.
1: I mean, it's not that it's a bad time of the year to start struggling, but hopefully they get over this quick.
2: Four and six in their last yeah. ten. And Good that's news. Right.
1: I did sit down Saturday afternoon. Sit hey, you sent me a text. that hey, this is on. And... and uh and then um, right off the bat, quite literally, lead off Homer or second. It was the second bat. No, no, it was the third batter. There. Was, he was two strikes on him.
2: Was that against Scherzer or Scherzer was yesterday? No,
1: yesterday. It yeah. was against not Heaney. He started Friday. Anyways, but then my wife was like, hey, you want to go to a movie? Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we took the kids to a movie. Saw Ninja Turtles. Much more enjoyable than that Ranger game. We'll see don't, what happens. Don't
2: look now, but here come the Mariners. It's it's been kind of the Astros, Mariner, right? Mariners are, are Mariners swept Houston.
1: Mariners are hot. Yeah.
2: One six straight, seven
1: and, and there's three. a series coming Last up with end. the Rangers too, with the Mariners and Houston. I mean, the AL West is wide open right now. Wide open. It's gonna be fun. Next next month and a half is gonna be a blast.
2: It's the playoff percentages from one week to the next for Texas have Gone down significantly. It's crazy how much it's dropped, yep. even though they still have a three-game lead in the loss column.
1: So they figured it out it's more or less the bats problem than the. Scherzer was good yesterday. Just the bats weren't there for him.
2: Brewers finally have gotten above five hundred in the run, or above uh, even in the run differential. All it took was a series with the Rangers.
1: It's crazy.
2: And the Cubbies keep kind of staying there too. About the time, you, about the time you look up and thinking, oh yeah, it's still, it's looking pretty good for for Milwaukee. Boy, the Cubs are right there, two back.
1: It's game week. I'm excited. Elk City Friday, then Saturday we could watch some college football. Navy and Notre Dame. Saturday afternoon from Ireland. That'd be cool. That's gonna be fun. I hope Notre no, Dame. In, no interest in watching USC at night.
2: I hope Notre Dame wears their green jerseys.
1: Oh man, you'd think so. In Ireland, come on. You got to.
2: i think so, too.
1: And then uh, on the 31st on Thursday, Thursday night, next Thursday, how about this to start off the week one slate? Florida and Utah.
2: Oh, really? Well,
1: Thursday night game at 7 o'clock on ESPN.
2: It'll be right there when the Elk City Bridge Creek game going on.
1: They do play on Thursday. Yeah. That's right. We've got all these Thursday night games this year. That's right.
2: There's a Friday night OSU game?
1: There is. There's October
2: a, 6th, but that's the – Elk City's off. That's that's Clinton-Weatherford night.
1: There's a Friday OU game and on Black Friday. Black Friday. We got, man, we're going to have – one week we're going to have a game every night of the week. That
2: would have been the same – what semifinal friday i think so yep
1: yeah that's right
0: all right everybody have a great monday we'll be back tomorrow right here on the skinny on sports you've been listening to the skinny on sports podcast with aaron cow be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available thanks for listening that ball is blistered